the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with I Struck a Match on the Moon. Imagine it being April the 1st. Man, it's an awful temptation for all of us to play April fool tricks on our friends. But you know, there's one thing I just couldn't fool you about. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat gives such honest, commendable service to so many of you women in saving you work and saving your floors from wear that it's practically foolproof. I suppose in a year's time, glow coat saves you as many hours of work as anything you ever used in your home. That's because Glow Coat, the modern floor polish, doesn't need any rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, Glow Coat has protected your linoleum floors with a gleaming, long-lasting polish that is a delight to the eye. And there's no fooling about that protection either, because Glow Coat really makes your linoleum last much longer and keeps its colors fresh and bright. At the same time, it saves you work. If you're not using Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coats on your floors, try some this week. Some women are better drivers than some men, but some men don't think so, including the squire of 79 Wistful Vista. And his convictions would appear to be supported, as we find driving home from a shopping trip with Mrs. Uppington as passenger and the left rear fender missing, Molly of Fibber McGee and Molly. Abigail, home again, safe and sound. Won't you come in and have a slug of hot tea? <laughs> no, no, thank you, my dear. I, I must run down to the beauty parlor and have my hair touched up a bit. Oh, nonsense. I was just noticing this morning as we started out that you didn't have a gray hair in your head. Uh, that was this morning. <laughs> now, Abigail, you don't mean my driving made you nervous. Heavenly days, you talk just like McGee. Oh, really? Yes, he's absolutely forbidden me to take the car out alone unless he was with me. But I guess this will show him I can drive It was fun, wasn't it? Oh, oh, delightful experience, my dear All those people honking and swearing at us (laughs) Oh, so exciting Well, uh, thank you for the lift, Mrs. McGee No, not at all, Abigail I was very glad to... Why, what's the matter? Uh, Mrs. McGee, may I ask a rather personal question? Why, certainly, go right ahead How many fenders did you have in this car when we started out? Well, four, I think. One in each corner. Why? Uh, look. One seems to be missing from the left rear. What? Well, heavenly days, I've been robbed. (laughs) Oh, dear. 
I, uh, I imagine that happened when we uh, scraped against that truck at 14th and Oak, don't you? Yes, and I'll have the law on him. That's what I'll do, such carelessness. Oh, but, Mrs. McGee, the truck was parked. The driver wasn't even in it. Why, that makes it worse, Abigail, leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> oh, my goodness, what will McGee say? Now he never will let me drive again. Uh, need he know? Oh, I'll have to tell him, Abigail. I never keep anything from him. We never have any secrets from each other. Really? <laughs> How horrible. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Why did this have to happen to me? And I did so want to show him I could really drive. <laughs> it would seem that his opinion of women drivers was about to hit a new low, my dear. Oh, dear. But after all... Oh, that... the uh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely day, isn't it? <laughs> Been doing your Easter shop? Well, I see you lost a fender. Yes, and Mrs. Uppington says I shouldn't tell McGee about it Well, why should you? It's none of his business Exactly what I was saying As women, we owe it to the women drivers of America to hush this up Well, I don't know now, it seems kind of deceitful of me Well, it's just a temporary measure, Mrs. McGee, that's all What do you mean by that? The fender's gone, isn't it? Certainly, but look, you stick the car in the garage quickly I'll run down to the dealers and We'll have another fender on there before you can say Oh my goodness, here he comes now, why should she say that, Mr. Gildersleeve? Because he is. Hmm? Hurry up, Mrs. McGee. Get in the car and get it in the garage. Oh, but don't you think oh, I hurry, really my get... dear. Hurry, Throckmorton. You run up the street and see if you can delay Mr. McGee a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, I had a little dog and his name was Moke. He didn't have a cent, but he never was broke. Oh, there, McGee. How's everything with you? <laughs> nice day, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it certainly is for this time of the year. Yes, it's uh, nice. Though we ought to have a lot of nice weather from now on. Yes, I think we will. Except for a little rainy spell now and then, but that's... Hey, a... what, are you, what are you jabbering about, Gildersleeve? Skipping along the street, jabbering about the spring weather? Uh, hey, didn't I see Uppy and Molly out in front of our house? Uh, who? Mrs. Uppington and Molly. Uh, who? <laughs> Molly, that's my wife, remember? She lives with me. Next door to you. She's that nice-looking woman oh, that... Oh, for goodness sakes, I know. <laughs> yes, you did see her. She and Mrs. Uppington have been shopping. She was, uh, well, uh, putting the car away. Yes. There they are. Oh, yeah. Hi, Molly. Hi, Uppy. Hello, dear. Have a nice time downtown? Oh, yes. It was a very pleasant day, Miss McGee. Thank you. All except for one thing, dearie. I had a little accident. Oh, uh, that's a nice-looking necktie you have on there, McGee. <laughs> hey, what's the matter with you two? You're as jumpy as a couple of tiddlywinks. <laughs> hey, Molly, give me the keys to the car, will you? The, uh, uh, the keys? Uh, uh, to the car? Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he wants the keys to the car, I guess. <laughs> Boy, you, you kids sure catch on quick. Say, <laughs> uh, you're not leaving, are you, McGee? Yeah, I gotta take the car down and get it greased. Oh, uh, I, I wouldn't do that, McGee, uh, my goodness, the car hasn't cooled off yet. Well, so what? Oh, oh one can't put cold grease on a hot car, Mr. McGee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would melt and run right off, wouldn't it, Mr. Gildersleeve? Not only that, but uh, some mechanic is liable to burn his hand on the exhaust pipe uh, and sue you for plenty, McGee. Huh? Uh, Ten thousand dollars, maybe. Oh, twenty thousand. Oh, dear. And what if they won the suit and you couldn't pay the damages, huh? You'd go to prison. Oh. Think of it, McGee. Spending oh. the rest of your life in Alcatraz. Oh. Never again to see the green grass. And hear the birds singing. Oh, sure. Pining away for... <laughs> pining away for a little gaiety and laughter while your hair turned white and your face... Oh, it's all my fault. <laughs> oh, my 
McGee, can you ever forgive me? Oh, take it easy. Take it easy. Don't get a lump in your throat, sugar. I ain't going to jail. There ain't any hurry about getting the car greased if it makes that much difference. Uh. Well, I have a little business downtown, and uh, I'll take care of that little uh, matter for you, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hey, what little matter? I'll do it, Molly. You don't have to bother Gildy with it. No, 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 no. No bother at all, McGee. I, uh, uh, she wants me to, uh, well... <laughs> it's a it's a secret, chum. And are you going to be surprised? <laughs> well, come on, Abigail. So long, folks. So long. Bye. Bye. Hey, dearie, I I think I better tell you what this is all about. You see what happened? Oh, please, Molly, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. But I really should tell you, McGee. I wanted to all along, but Mr. Gildersleeve misses up and... And they were right. Shucks, a surprise is a surprise. But, McGee... I won't listen. I'll change the subject. (laughs) All right, but please remember, I did my best to tell you. Okay, now let's go in and get a bite to eat. What have we got in the icebox? Well, I think there's a little cold roast fender. I mean, uh, cold roast roast beef. (laughs) What am I thinking about? And some chicken left over from Sunday. in that chair, dearie? Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Chucks, I always sit in this chair. You know that. Let me get your slippers for you. Oh, no, thanks. I'm okay. I'm just... Hey, what are you doing? I'm filling your pipe for you, darling. Okay, but the, the tobacco don't go through the stem. <laughs> it goes in the bowl part. Oh, aren't I the clumsy one, though? <laughs> uh, there you are, McGee. <laughs> and here's a match. Uh-uh. Boy, am I getting the service. <laughs> if I didn't know better, I'd say you had something on your conscience. <laughs> now, look, McGee, about the car. Oh, say, I forgot to tell you. Guess who I seen downtown yesterday? Who? Remember old Dangle Punkley that we used to go to school with? Not Dangle Punkley. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was forward on the basketball team, remember? Yeah. He was pretty forward on sleigh rides, too. <laughs> What's he doing now? I don't know. He gave me his business card, and I... Uh-oh. I left it in the glove compartment of the car. Oh. I'll run right out... Ah, and... no, 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 no. <laughs> no, please, McGee, don't do that. Huh? Why not? Just take me a minute. No, I don't want you running around like that. You're a busy man, and you need your rest. You can show me the card some other time. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going out to the garage anyway. What for? Well, that right front tire's carrying too much air. I kicked it this morning and almost busted my toe. Did you have your bedroom slippers on? <laughs> yeah, I guess I did at that. <laughs> I better check up anyway. I'll only be gone a minute. No, and... now, McGee, please, don't go out and leave me here in this house all alone. What you mean, leave you alone? You're here alone half the time. Say, well, what are you... hello there, folks. Hey, Fibber, come on out to the garage with mm. me for a minute, will you? Sure, Harl, will be glad to. Now, What's wait the... a minute, boys. Wait a minute, please. Now, what do you want to go out the garage for? Oh, I want to show Fibber how Johnson's car new will make his car look like new again. Oh, with only... heavenly days. He knows all about car new. We use it all the time. Sit down and tell me all about Johnson's wax for floors and furniture. Hey, what is this? You've been hearing about Johnson's Wax for Floors and Furniture for six years, the 15th of this month, Molly. I know it, I know it, and I never get tired of it. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox tells about it so interestingly. Gee, do you think so, Molly? Honest? Oh, I certainly do. Sit down, Mr. Wilcox. All right. That's it. Now, tell us all about how Johnson's Wax seals the pores of wood surfaces against dust and dirt and dampness. And how it makes housework so much easier and saves so much time. Oh, but Molly, you know... Quiet, McGee! <laughs> Can't you see I'm just fascinated by Mr. Wilcox's story? Uh, you mean about... I uh... mean about how Johnson's Wax is used by discriminating housewives all over the world, Mr. Wilcox. Because it beautifies and protects so many nice things. Well, that's the story, all right. Oh, tell me some more. <laughs> Go on. Now, wait a minute. Don't lead him on, Molly. You know very well if you give him an inch, he'll grab the whole tape measure. Oh. So you're not interested in Johnson's Wax? I am so. Well, you don't act like it. Huh? I've got a good notion to report you to the company. Now, there. You see, McGee? Now, granted, I didn't say anything just because... Never the... mind, never mind. You've made it pretty clear how you feel about it. Sure you did. Well, thank you for listening, Molly. Goodbye. <laughs> now, McGee, aren't you ashamed? Well, gee, I am. Well, I'm kind of... I'm kind of confused. All I done was, I mean, well, sure, you've heard all that stuff before and you know it. How you can sit there with a look of breathless excitement while that big smoothie goes through that rubber stamp routine gets me. You're, you're just putting on an act for some reason. And oh, so now I'm not sincere, huh? Uh, look, Mrs. Guffey, I didn't say you wasn't sincere. All I said was that... Oh, come in, come in. Oh, hi, Boomer. Hello, Mr. Boomer. Good day, my dear. Good day to you, Lumpy Dumpy and Grumpy. I see you got your arm in a sling, Boomer. How'd you fracture the flipper? Waving goodbye to Warden Laws? <laughs> not at all, not at all. It was just the result of a childish prank. I tried to hook a ride on an armored bank truck, and a guard brushed me off with a bag of nickels. <laughs> Well, now, that's too bad, Mr. Boomer. Did it hurt much? Have you ever had your biceps trampled by a thousand buffaloes? <laughs> kind of cramped your poker playing, playing style, didn't it, Boomer? Bub, 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 bub. <laughs> I hear you got caught last night with two aces up your plaster cast. <laughs> that's an outrageous falsehood. 
It wasn't last night. It was Sunday night. Well, what are you doing for the arm, Mr. Boomer? I'm suing the bank that owned the car, that carried the guard, that threw the nickels, that broke my hold, my arm, and a dozen eggs I was taking to a sick actor who hadn't had an audience in three years. Well, I don't like to be unsympathetic, Boomer, but now that we've all had a good cry about your limping lunch hook, maybe you'll explain just why you dropped in here. Oh, yes. Glad you mentioned it, Del Sark. Just wanted to serve a couple of subpoenas on you. Subpoenas? What for? I want you to serve as a character witness in a case that's coming up against me. Seems the district attorney claims they found my fingerprints on a safe after a jewel robbery. Oh. Nonsense, of course. Had my gloves on all the time. <laughs> well, give us the papers, Boomer, and shove off. I can't reach them with a wounded wing, Limberley. Uh, would you mind going through my pockets for me? You'll find them there someplace. Why, certainly. Look in his pockets, dearie. Okay, now let me see. Subpoena, subpoena, subpoena. Where'd he put them subpoenas? I'm here a moment ago. Here's something. Is this it? No, oh, that's a postcard from Sheila the shoplifter. Yeah, she says she's been specializing in stockings and handkerchiefs this last week. Oh. Had the flu and the doctor doesn't want her to lift anything heavy. Oh. <laughs> There's a small bottle of perfumed hair oil. Oh, that's for my nephew, Guernsey Boomer. Mm -hmm. It's the only way I can get some sense into his head. <laughs> Say, what's this? This uh, heavy leather thing. Hey, hey, that's a blackjack. I certainly is. Hired some chewing gum by mail, and a careless shipping clerk sent me that instead. Put the blackjack back, Jazz. Okay, and here's a bottle of traveler's checks, or here's a book of traveler's checks made out to a guy named Sweeney. <laughs> Who You're is thinking Sweeney? of Uncle Dennis, McGee. <laughs> Sweeney? Who is Sweeney? I couldn't say. I only met the chap for a minute in the subway. <laughs> well, that's all there is in your pockets, Boomer. And I didn't see any legal papers. Well, well, imagine that. No subpoenas. Ah, well, come to think of it, you'd be very bad character witnesses for me anyway. Why? You know my character. <laughs> well, good day, my dear. And to you, a pleasant April, fool. <laughs> The King's Men sing Abdul Abulbul Amir. The sons of the prophets are hardy and bold and quite unaccustomed to fear. But of all the most reckless of life or of limb was Abdul Abulbul Amir. But they wanted the man to encourage the band or bring up the troops from the rear. For storm a dugout they would straightway send out for Abdul Abulbul Amir. There's heroes of plenty and well-known to fame in the ranks that are led by the Tsar. But the bravest, most fearless of name or of fame was Ivan Kovitsky's Gibbard. He could imitate Irving, play Lotto or Pool, and play on the Spanish guitar. In fact, quite the cream of the Muscovite team was Ivan Kovitsky's Gibbard. One morning this Russian, he shouldered his gun, put on a belligerent sneer. Then going to town, he just happened to run into Abdul Abul Amir. Young man, said Abdul, is your life then so dull that you're anxious to end it right here? Or infidel, no, you have caught on the toe of Abdul Abul Amir. Said Ivan, my friend, your remarks in the end will only prove futile, I fear. For I mean to imply that you're going to die, Mr. Abdullah Bulbul Amir. 
fought all that night by the moon's yellow light. The battle was heard from afar. Great multitudes came, so great was the fame of Abdul and Ivan Skibar. And here in the tomb by the Danube so clear, beneath the light of the bright evening star, there lies the brave Abdul, the Bulbul Amir, at rest beside Ivan Skibar. Somewhere you may bet they are still fighting yet, Abdul and Ivan McGee, there's something I've just got to tell you. Okay, uh, tell me when I come back. Where are you going? Out to the garage. I oh. left my magazine out there that I was reading. No, no, no. I. What's I, the matter? I brought it in. It's upstairs in our room. Oh, thanks. And I want to compliment you on your improved taste in literature, too. Huh? I'm glad you've given up those trashy magazines. <laughs> and I think it's splendid that a prominent citizen like you should take so much interest in law enforcement. Law enforcement? Yes. You'll find your police gazette up on our dresser. <laughs> Much obliged. I'll run right up and get it. Oh, dear. I wish I knew how to break the news to him about that fender. He's so... Where's McGee? He's upstairs, Mr. Gildersleeve. Why? Now, look. You keep McGee out of the garage for a while. I'm going out and put this new fender on for you. You see? <laughs> Here it is. Here he comes. Here I go. <laughs> hey, Molly, did I hear you talking to somebody down here? I thought I heard the voices. Well, maybe the house is haunted. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Ever since Uncle Dennis moved in on us, you can even smell spirits around here. <laughs> never saw it, did you? Come in. Hi, Mr. McGee. Oh, hi, sis. Well, what you staring at me for? I guess my papa was wrong, I guess. He said you didn't stand up straight. Oh, he did, did he? Well, you can go right home and tell your old man to go plumb. McGee. Huh? <laughs> That's all right, Mr. McGee. Mama tells Papa that, too, every morning. She does? Sure she does, I betcha. She hands him his hat and kisses him goodbye and says, All right, now you can go plumb. Oh, 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 hold it, sis. <laughs> then what does your father do? He goes to somebody's house and plums. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he's a plumber. I know it. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, you had me going, sis. I should have known you were too well-bred to do... Too well what? Bread. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, anyway, sis, you can run along home and tell your father that I do stand up straight. All righty. I don't know what gave him that idea that I didn't in the first place. I do, I betcha. Huh? Hmm? What made him think I didn't stand up straight? Well, he said he saw you on the street this morning and did you look stupid. <laughs> Why, that little freshie. I'll teach her a thing or three. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to call up her old man. That's what I'm going oh. to do. Give me that phone. Hello, operator. Give me the residence of... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Is eh? What's eh, Mert? The stork came to your house this morning. The stork? Oh, how wonderful! Boy or girl, dearie? Uh, they don't. They don't know, but they got it tied up, and if it lays an egg, it's a girl. <laughs> Hello, 
What day, Mert? Gee, I don't know either. I forgot now. Okay, Mert. Hey, who was I calling anyway? Oh, and what was well, I calling? It doesn't matter anyway. Oh. You were just going to Hey. What's that? What's what? That noise. Sounds like it's out in the garage. You hear anything? Wait a minute. No, I don't hear a thing. <laughs> Must be my blood pressure. You you sure you don't hear it? Huh? No, just the wind. That's the bumpiest wind I ever heard. <laughs> Maybe it's somebody out in Gildersleeve's garage. Listen. Oh, goody, he must have it fixed. Who's got what fixed? Whoever was making that noise. I thought you said it was the wind. I think I'd better go out in the garage and investigate. It might be somebody that might... Come in. Oh, there, folks. I just thought I'd stop in. That rat at Gildersleeve quit tracking that muck all over our floor. Muck? Look at you. Why, you're, you're, you're a mess. Now, now, McGee, what if Mr. Gildersleeve is a little smuggy? Uh. Maybe he's been working on something. <laughs> That's a very shrewd guess, Mrs. McGee. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm all uh, uh, finished now. Oh, that's fine, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, that was you making all that racket out there, was it? What's the matter? Are you too cheap to hire a mechanic? <laughs> McGee, now that's no way to talk. Here's poor Mr. Gildersleeve, all tired and dirty. Dirty? I'll say he's dirty. He's crusty. <laughs> Looks like he found a grease pit with a diving board on it. Is that so? Now you look here, you little nincompeep. Nincompeep. Pip. Ha. Poof. <laughs> Sound like a bunch of firecrackers. Well, Dad Raddatt, Gildersleeve's got no business coming in here and getting our house all dirty. If he wants to work on his car, let him. Oh, hey, that reminds me, Molly. Uh-oh. You drove our car downtown today, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. I forgot to ask you. Wasn't it kind of embarrassing without that left rear fender? Oh, my goodness. He knows about it. McGee, how did you find out about that fender? What do you mean, how did I find out? I was the first one to know. Uh, you, you were? Yeah, I tore it off last night backing out of the garage. Oh, heaven. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey. Leave me alone, McGee! I didn't do anything. I'll kill you! River and Molly will be back in just a moment. Well, we've been talking about spring these last few weeks, but it's really here now, and time to freshen up that kitchen of yours. You know, it's a lot more fun working around a cheerful kitchen than one that's a little drab and dull. And it's wonderful how much cheer and new life you can add with new curtains, fresh oilcloth, and gay-colored enamels without spending much money either. Of course, the quickest, most inexpensive way to make a big difference is to treat your linoleum floors to a bright, sparkling glow coat polish. Glow coat brings out the colors of the linoleum, keeps them as bright and fresh as new. It protects the linoleum surface against wear, makes it last much longer. And it does all this with practically no work because glow coat is self-polishing, needs no rubbing or buffing. Now, if you're still scrubbing linoleum floors or using less satisfactory polishes, may I suggest that just once you try Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. <laughs> so you thought all the time that you'd knocked that fender off, did you, Molly? I sure did. Uh, and I'm still ashamed of myself for trying to deceive you about it, dearie. Oh, forget it. I don't tell you everything, too, either. <laughs> for instance, I never did tell you about... About what? Never mind. Now we're even. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all.
This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. <laughs>